0: There were calls for people who had access to salt water, which Florida had plenty of salt water, to go out and uh, make salt for themselves and for the Confederate government and civilians. Also, uh, you could make a lot of money doing that. So patriotism and profit walked hand in hand for people who all of a sudden decided that uh, boiling salt might just be a good idea.
1: Welcome to Forum Beyond the Pages, the podcast that tells the stories behind the stories of Florida Humanities award-winning magazine. I'm Angie Quintana. In our inaugural season of this new podcast, we'll be speaking to the writers who penned the articles in our fall 2023 environmental issue of Forum, This Land We Love. This week, Florida historian Robert A. Taylor speaks with me about his article, A Salty Story. Florida is infamous for the picturesque salt water that fills its marshes and beaches. It's something that brings millions of tourists to the Sunshine State every year. But at a time when Florida was still in its infancy, this natural resource was helping turn the tides of one of the biggest battles to ever happen on American soil. Salt mining became a profitable business as Confederate Florida weaponized this everyday commodity during the Civil War. It's this perplexing piece of history Robert dug up for his story. Robert A. Taylor is a professor of history and the Dean of the College of Psychology and Liberal Arts at the Florida Institute of Technology. He has edited, co-edited, authored, and co-authored eight books, many of which focus on Florida's role in the Civil War. Before digging into your story for this upcoming issue forum, I just want to read the subtitle for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, I find it very interesting. It says, Moonlight Raids, Fugitive Slaves, and Hidden Seaside Camps. It's all part of how Florida Salt almost saved the Confederacy. I don't know if I was sick that day that they taught this in high school, but I've never heard this story before. Can you tell me how you came across this topic?
0: So many aspects of, of Florida history are either not mentioned or barely mentioned. Uh, sad, really. Uh, I got interested in the Florida in the Civil War because uh Florida was the third state to join the Confederacy. In fact, Florida joined the Confederacy bet- before Georgia did, which was a pretty brave move on Florida's part. If you look at the geography of it, the information was there, the data was there. You had to dig for it, but it was there. And fundamentally, I think history is a great story, and I like to to tell great stories if I can Salt, it was one of one of the aspects of it if you uh, uh let's let's say read some of the, the, the classic texts on Florida story like uh, Carlton Tebow's history of Florida uh it's mentioned there are some illustrations somebody once said it's a, a colleague of mine I can't take credit for this that uh, Florida is the Rodney danger field of the Confederacy. we just don't get any respect. Uh, I read every newspaper in the Confederacy, the Eastern Confederacy, looking for things on Florida. Uh, The best sources for Florida news during the war were uh, the the Charleston newspapers. Because everybody in Florida knew all the Florida news. So the few papers that there were didn't cover very much. Did I have all the material I wished I had? No, no historian ever does.
1: It's funny that you say Florida doesn't get... The respect that it deserves when it comes to its part in the confederacy in the civil war i kind of wanted to learn more about why florida was so, so much of a non-factor
0: that is that was a problem uh, at the time and for future historians in fact if you look at many textbooks uh, on the civil war they will show a map of the confederacy of the south and florida is cut off about where ocala is we're not even important enough to have the entire uh, state listed now at the time Florida was an ex- extremely important part uh Florida sent the highest percentage in terms of population of soldiers to the Confederate Army of all as we're, you know as we're as we're talking about Florida was an incredibly important part of the Confederate war economy unfortunately it was considered a periphery I've always thought that it was sort of short-sighted on the Richmond government's part, not to pay more attention to Florida, but I guess they had more pressing things to worry about.
1: Yeah, like an actual battlefield. Yeah,
0: like like major invasions and things like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which is another aspect of the story that I found interesting because there are these battles happening out there with gunpowder and soldiers, but there was almost a second war that the Union was waging on the Confederacy and it was with its resources. Can you kind of talk about that strategy and why SALT was so important to that?
0: Florida, we didn't have any huge bloody battles like Gettysburg or Shiloh or Antietam, Uh, but there was low intensity combat. Waging war on the Confederate war effort made sense, uh, especially when uh, Union forces knew how important Florida was to sustaining Confederate forces in other other states. So going after uh, sugar, and of course, going after salt production. Now salt, uh, and it's, it's always funny when I, when I talk about this, people are like salt, isn't salt as common as table salt? Well, it was, but most of Florida's salt either came from salt mines in West Virginia or Kentucky and Tennessee, or the Turks and Caicos Islands. Salt was imported and there was a plentiful supply. You know, so why you didn't have to worry about it. Then the war comes. West Virginia and Kentucky salt sources are cut off. The blockade takes care of the Turks and Caicos Islands and other places. And the demand for salt skyrockets because salt was how army rations were preserved. Salt was also important for tanning leather. So when salt started drying up, this was by late 61, early 1862, this was a serious problem. There were calls for people who had access to salt water, which Florida had plenty of salt water, to go out and uh, make salt for themselves and for the Confederate government and civilians. You could do that. So you could be a patriot by doing that. Also, uh, you could make a lot of money doing that. Salt prices soared. So patriotism and profit walked hand in hand for people who all of a sudden decided that uh, boiling salt might just be a good idea.
1: You mentioned when the industry starts booming the salt the salt industry starts booming in florida that a lot of people start creating salt camps you liken those camps to the same ones that the country saw during the california gold rush can you tell me a little bit more about these salt camps uh
0: the primary concentration of them would be along st andrew's bay if you don't know what st andrew's bay is think modern day panama city That's exactly where it was. And this area was perfect. Uh, Plenty of salt uh, water, salty marshes, plenty of firewood, uh, easy access to Georgia or Alabama where the market is for salt. Uh, It was also difficult for Union forces off the coast to get to salt works along St. Andrew's Bay. And before too long, there would be camp after camp after camp uh in fact union sailors at night could see the fires and if you were downwind you could smell the smell uh boiling salt water doesn't smell very good so this was a a prime location in fact people would come from georgia in particular and stake claims on uh, prime salt boiling spots
1: can you kind of tell me through your research how you discovered some of the success stories from the men and women who participated in this salt-making industry?
0: Uh, There are two ways to do this. There's a limited number of papers of salt workers or uh, owners of salt works, who didn't necessarily do the boiling, uh, who would talk about the markets and how much they were making, or if they held back their salt and waited a few months, they could make even more money. Uh, But the best source is, again, uh, southern newspapers. You can read them, uh, Montgomery, Alabama, Atlanta, Georgia, and see that Florida salt is on on uh, for sale there, which means that uh, someone was uh, making a nice profit. The industry itself, uh, it was estimated by a, a historian years and years ago that it was a a, a multi million dollar industry. Uh, I think if we translated that into 21st century dollars, it really would be multi, multi multi-million dollars. It's Florida's number one contribution to the Confederacy.
1: It is interesting because as this industry evolves in your story, you make it known that it does catch the eye of the Union soldiers. And it almost seems inevitable that the Union would start to interfere with this, this crazy profitable salt industry in the middle of a civil war.
0: Florida. Would be uh, blockaded by uh, the Union Navy. Blockade duty was boring. You're out there under that hot sun day after day, hoping to catch a, a blockade runner. What if you could strike a blow against the Confederacy by going ashore and smashing a salt work? There's not going to be much resistance, if any. there are no confederate troops to speak of in the salt boiling areas though why the heck not
1: you also write about how these salt raids were kind of used as a way to lure away enslaved people correct
0: many workers at the salt camps were enslaved africans Uh, and when you went ashore these raiding parties white salt boilers usually took off into the woods and uh, these uh, these African-American slaves had a choice. They were given a choice rather quickly. You can stay here and continue being a slave and continue boiling salt. Or you can jump into this uh, boat with us and come out to the Union warship. Uh, and, of course, if you do that, you get this thing called freedom. When the Union military operated in the South, whether it's the Army or the Navy, their best intelligence source were the African-American slaves. We tended to know where everything was and would, in most cases, be more than happy to share this information. So every slave that was taken away from the Confederacy is one less worker to help the Confederate war effort.
1: When you set out to write this story, what was your vision for it? How did you want to capture this really underrepresented part of the Civil War?
0: Uh, as, as I said, the thing of it is, this was not an, an a "quote unquote" easy topic to to do. Uh, material was scattered all over the place. Reading all those uh, microfilm newspapers, I'm, I'm sure decreased my uh, eyesight, but it was worth it because I learned where to find Florida news, and it's not in Florida. That's what his, historians do. And that's what I what I what I tell young historians that you get a topic and you just you just dig in there and just keep digging but you also have to know okay this is the time to stop the research and write this thing
1: robert a taylor discussing his article a salty story forum beyond the pages is produced by florida humanities our music was created by tampa bay area musician jj padishall you can follow him on instagram at jj music want to get the latest issue of forum delivered to your door three times a year become a florida humanities member by visiting floridahumanitiesorg forward slash membership until next time